All right, Ron. That's me. That's you. We have a very special episode yes. this week. And I had asked you what your favorite movie was, mm-hmm. and you said about time. Yes. And it was it triggered a thought in my head that it's about time we had a guest. Hi, I'm Rome. <laughs> his, his son, Mr. Mr. Man's son. Mr. Yes. Man, otherwise known as Ron. Hey everyone, and welcome to What's Up With Money, an ongoing conversation to help make sense of today's financial confusion. I'm Ryan, a writer and millennial who's asking the questions. I'm Ronald, philosopher and financial advisor who's given the answers. From outdated 1980s financial advice to magic social media strategies, we aim to shine a light on what's really helpful, lessen financial anxiety, and better understand money. Thanks for joining our conversation as we ask, What's What's up up with money? money? One of the things that I found is kids have a lot of questions about money. And sometimes they understand it better than, <laughs> than adults, or they just get it, or they have interesting questions about the different things that, that go on. So I thought, hey, might be kind of fun to have a kid perspective. Yeah, because you've also, it's interesting because you also educate your kids mm-hmm. about finances and about money, probably more than most parents do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We have so, we talk we get, about money stories and talk about the different accounts and things like that. Yeah, so we get to see how much Rome knows yeah mm. so Ro- yeah Rome, uh, how old are you so the audience knows i'm nine years old nine years old do you yeah. have an allowance ten dollars a week ten dollars a week that's a pretty good allowance for a nine-year-old we do me and my brother and my sister all do things around the house it's sometimes fun sometimes boring it's okay some chores go fast some are really Low. And those chores are chores are like taking out the trash, taking out the trash, vacuuming the carpets, mm-hmm. cleaning the bathroom. That one's cleaning the mirrors, which is one of my favorite. They're, it's really easy. You like the unloading easy ones. the dishwasher, <laughs> putting out the placemats because we have to do that, and just general cleaning, like picking up our water bottles, our wrappers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what do you usually spend your ten dollars a week on? Sometimes I'll save it up to buy something, mm-hmm, smart. and then other times I'll just buy something like, oh, I want that Lego set. Oh, I want that little like pulley bag minifigure. Okay. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's mostly Lego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's mostly Lego. Yeah, that was. I was also into Lego a lot when I was nine years old. So I get it. I understand. I used to want to be when I was really into it, I wanted to be a master builder. Like yes. the guys who build the giant Lego statues that you see at like the Lego stores and stuff. You want to know something sad about the statues at Legoland? Of course I want to know something sad about the statues. <laughs> they have metal frames. No, what a lie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Such a lie. That just rocked my world. <sighs> <laughs> this is yeah. this is what happens when you get when you get a kid in the mix. So yeah. they start learning and teaching you all sorts of things and you know random things. Yes. Yeah. Random things. So it's my understanding, Rome, that you have some questions for your dad and I. I don't know how good I will be at answering them. <laughs> but your dad will be really good at answering them. Yeah. Okay, so what what, what is your first question? So this is a, kind of a big question. 
What happens to banks when we don't have physical currency? What happens to <laughs> banks? <laughs> I want to just reiterate that you're only nine years old, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That is a great question. That is a great question. So I can give you a couple things that I think will happen. Okay. So they'll still be around. Is this the idea, just to clarify, is this like in terms of like 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 Bitcoin? Like Well, like, like the that? U.S. is moving to digital currency and already has begun the process okay. of... Discontinuing basically discon- the dollar Discontinuing bills. printing. Okay. Physical. Printing and minting. Yeah, yeah, physical money. And then what they're doing is they've, they've already started an exchange process, like a almost like they're the government's version of PayPal. Mm. So, and Venmo. <laughs> so yeah. you essentially, and what they're, they're trying to do is look at having all transactions run through the government system. Mm. And essentially it's blockchain. So everything is measured and seen. Okay. And so they can track every transaction. Sure. There's no more under the table no, happening. No. Wow. So that's that's some of what's happening. Wow. I but don't know I, how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A lot of people are like, oh. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things that it's coming. So, and it's already here. Oh, wow. And rolling out more and more. So essentially, it's the idea that all, we don't really need physical currency Mm -hmm. and and most like most like no one gets paid really in no i rarely have actual physical dollars on me it's a direct deposit to your bank and then you use your debit card or your credit card rome when you get your ten dollars a week is that a physical ten dollar bill nope we use green light cards oh that's cool okay there's there's an app called green light and each of them actually have like a debit card wow look at you and it loads from okay there into there yeah onto their cards that's how we kind of keep track got it yeah that's how they make like oh you say you have 90 dollars i'll look at the green light card and and then if it says oh you have 90 dollars then they're like okay you're you're selling the truth oh oh you oh it only says 50 you can't buy that lego set yeah, that's okay. usually how it works. So it's a Got way it. of like they're not very good at accounting yet, mm-hmm. especially Rome. But sure. uh, Kate's pretty good at it. So we try and we just try and have them set up so that they can have some money. But as far as banking goes, they'll still be there for lending. So banks mm-hmm. will still be there to loan right. money and for investments and things like that. But it will start to change. Like I don't know what the meaning of having like i don't think we'll like deposit checks like most banks have so few tellers mm-hmm. now yeah uh you just go up to the machine well you just you know you can just deposit it on the app you just take a yeah, photo of yeah. it yeah you can deposit it on the app yeah also like there are some banks now that don't even keep physical money mm-hmm. and so like if you go to make they don't do withdrawals and things like that so we're starting. We're already moving in that direction, but I yeah. mean, they'll still. There's still such a, a force for like lending and investing, and being a place for your digital dollars to land. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is going to happen. But um, 
Did that answer your question, Roma? Yeah, but I also have thought of what might happen. Oh, okay. yeah? Okay. What is it? Banks might actually become, like, smaller, and they might they might do what you said, but, like, the banks will probably become smaller because they don't have to hold physical cash. So they'll probably become smaller, and there'll be, like, more room for, like, stores and stuff. But mm. still, the banks will exist, but they'll okay. be smaller because they don't need to hold physical cash. Also, um, they'll be like, oh, you have this little fake non-existent vault with money that can be spent, but it's like, it's in the world of a computer, so it's basically like, it doesn't exist, but it's still money. Money is money. Yep. And you can mm-hmm. buy stuff with it. How do you feel about that, Ron? I just, it's kind of the evolution of things. Kind of terrifies me that... Do you think they'll no longer hold then physical currency? You know how like a, a bank has to have amount of physical currency yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, they're already, they already hold so little. Like I always say, like, if you want to go withdraw $10,000 out of your savings account, you can't. No. Yeah. Like, they, they, they just don't have it. So they'll, they'll be like, well, put in a request and come back in a week, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll give you your, your money. Right. So it's, it's already, I mean, we've moved so far from physical currency, especially, especially over the last 15 years or so. Yeah. That it just... It, I mean, some establishments don't even take cash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then some places only take cash, and I don't know what's going to happen with that. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. But I have an idea of what will happen to establishments that only take cash, physical. What's um, that? They'll have to start saving up money so that they can actually afford to buy a register so that people can use credit cards. But if they don't have any money and they can't buy registers, that, that it's getting shut down because no one's going to be able to buy from the store because there's no physical oh, currency. Oh, so they're going to need a way to process, like, a card yeah, and something like that. It's, it's going to be very hard yeah. for them to process a card if they don't have a card processing system. It's true. That's true. That's very true. So what's one of your other questions? Do you remember one of them? Like, do you remember the first question you asked me? Do you want to look at them? Oh, I remember. Why did we switch from gold to physical, like, paper money? Oh, big question. That's another big question. Yeah, it ties right, ties nicely in. I think that's another one that a lot of people don't really know the reason. They just know that we used to be on the gold standard, and now we're off the gold standard. Yes. And thus inflation started. Yes, and then even before... So what happened was gold, the gold standard essentially was the, because gold's hard to come by mm-hmm. and it's very valuable and it's very useful for a lot of things. So that's why it sort of became sort of the, the base form of exchange. So with the base form of exchange, then people would actually use it. But gold also, if you have lots of it, <laughs> it's hard to carry around. Yeah. And so they would actually u- utilize like actual ounces of it as as exchange, and so okay. then the like gold pieces had certain weights to them that essentially meant that they had certain, certain values. Then what they had to do is they had to deposit them and hold them. That's where banking sort of has some of its origins as mm-hmm. well. A giant vault of gold. A giant vault of gold. Yes. And then they would issue you 
like a slip of paper that says you have this amount of money. So then what they realized was, oh, instead of going back and forth to the bank to get pieces of gold for exchange, I could exchange essentially the slips of paper that say how much I've got. Mm. So then those were sort of the early origins of like paper currency or, okay. or alternative to gold right. currency. But it was still backed by a physical value. It was still value. backed by, by yeah. a physical value. And up until the 70s, the United States, the U.S. dollar, was equally backed by the exact same amount of gold. Okay. So that's where, that's where from a lending and crediting standpoint, you could, you could physically exchange your dollar for a dollar's worth of gold. Got it. Now, so because of that, was inflation still happening? Or was it because the value of gold stayed the same, so did the dollar? Yeah, yeah. So and it was yeah. So and actually, the more valuable gold would become, there, there's some connection there of like that's why the U.S. dollar became so valuable because it was backed by gold. Mm. You know, other countries like China's been off of like a gold standard for a very long time, mm -hmm. and then you know you look at other countries that sort of followed suit, and now basically no money is backed by gold mm -hmm. in in the world. So what happens there is money is hard to come by if it's gold. Right. <laughs> because there's just not enough of it. Does that make sense to you, Rum? Yeah. Can I say something? You sure can. Um, so. <sighs> oh, it's a big thing. He's so gonna say. gold. So I think one of the reasons was actually found this out from like searching it up and stuff. The Great Depression. So they were like. God, we're running out of money or running out of gold. <laughs> we need more gold. So they were like, yeah, we're just going to take away from the gold like part. You're just using these slips. You're not using gold. You're just using these okay. slips. We're taking away your gold. So he's, he thinks that's the Great Depression had something to do with getting off the gold standard. That was, I think that's one of the first starts of seeing the need for, I call it faster currency, faster money. Mm. Because if you're having to mine gold, <laughs> yeah, like you just can't make currency very fast, right? And and then it's also limited. And so, what happened then after like the Great Depression, after World War II, and after we started moving into different technology things and the advancements, and because the world after World War II is very different, <laughs> right? Then. You know, we went from in one hundred years we went from trench warfare in World <laughs> War One mm -hmm. to drones, <laughs> like, right? And and atomic bombs and yeah. it and so and to space and things like that. Yeah. So the world's just very different, and so I think we needed a currency that was as fast yes. as the world you're living in. So okay. so the you know so the ability then just to print money was then the main thing that sort of then they like, go, oh, we can't do gold and gold standard anymore. We're still going to keep a bunch of it, right. but we're going to print faster money. We need faster money because the world just requires something different. And so what is, what, what did that look like? Did they just wake up one morning and say, okay, let's just print more money. Like basically. And, and with that, <laughs> really, there was no like formal declaration <laughs> of like, we are off the gold standard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, I mean, essentially legislation just went through that said, we're going to just start printing money. 
So, and that's when the value of the dollars started going down further and further. Further and further, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, we are taking a moment with Rome off the mic. Off the mic. <laughs> to discuss a book he most definitely has not read. He has not read it yet. It's, I put it in his, you know, in his library at home, but oh, did he you really? hasn't picked it up yet. <laughs> uh, yes, The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen. Uh, this week, we are discussing the five laws of gold. Yes, especially since we are no longer on the gold standard. Yeah, exactly. Therefore, it's fitting we talk about it. So, what you were just discussing with me, what you really loved about this, why don't you go into again, what you, about the five laws, what you really took away from it? Well, I think these are essentially five laws about money and how... Like they're almost like natural laws of money within the universe Mm -hmm. that have applied since the time of Babylon (laughs) till now. Right. And will will continue to be part of, you know, the the nature of money. Mm -hmm. And it all has to do with like the human relationship with it, how we use it. And then if we try and make it do something it's not intended for, it will fight against us yeah in a yeah. in a major way and i think that's one of the what's one of the wild things about money is that you have to do it by the rules essentially mm-hmm. you have to, you know you have to play with it the proper way yeah or else it it doesn't work yeah so that's where these five laws i think are are kind of helpful and they're really unique in in just the broad overview of yeah i mean they talk about saving they talk about investing you particularly like the fifth law of gold gold flees the man who would force it to impossible earnings or who floweth the alluring advice of tricksters and schemers or who trusts it to his own inexperience and romantic desires in investment (laughs) yes all that wonderful sentence to say if you try and do too much or yeah. force money or get rich quick or these other almost like schemes money just doesn't reward that type of stuff that often no at least not long term anyway. not long term yeah and it, it's because when you when you're playing with money and you're the faster you're trying to grow it the more risk you're taking on mm-hmm. and money doesn't like risk it, it's averse to it and so i think that's where when you start trying to tinker with the natural laws trying to get it fast yeah. risky things stuff that's very you know suspect mm-hmm. then it can really bite people on the way down yeah and that's and I think it's I think it's true, but I think we all want that. Like we want <laughs> we want to get rich quick. We want money to come fast and easy, yes. yeah. and and multiply super duper fast. And well, I think that's a lot of reasons why you know it's one of the reasons why I started educating myself about money is because you're like I would really like to have more. Yes. And when you say to yourself, I would really like more money. You think about it in terms of like, I would like it as soon as possible. Yeah. But as you learn and you read, you realize, oh, no, 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 no. If yeah. I really want to make more money, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Which is which can be discouraging. But once you get past that and you think about, okay, future me is going to be super happy. 
and there, that I did this. Yeah, and there's this illusion that there's these people out there all over the place that are doing it super fast and quick. Yeah. And we're missing out. The reality is that's not that's not the case. Even like when we, we talked about GameStop in our last conversation, mm-hmm. even that, it's like that was beneficial for a few and a real anomaly. That's not what's happening every day in the markets and you're missing out. Right. So that's that's again part of just sort of the the nature of it that you know you need to play by the rules, you need to have good people helping you mm-hmm. uh, and not as they say tricksters and schemers. That's right. So. That's right. We've all encountered those. We've all encountered yep. twix, tricksters and schemers who have who know how to quickly make a few, bu- you know, quick make a quick butt. Yeah, buck. You've uh, said that a couple times. I know. You know it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's a Freudian slip, I guess. I know. But you know, that's one of the things I like about this book in general is that the advice it gives is, it's, it's not necessarily broad because it is there is a specificity to it, mm-hmm. but you, it's not. It doesn't force you to necessarily do anything and you can easily take it and attribute it to your life and use it for what's going on in your context yeah. and in your situation. Yeah. It's a little more moldable. Yeah. It's more like it. guidelines. Yeah. In a way. And I think that's, I think most financial advice should fit in that world as opposed to the hard and fast programs mm-hmm. that are out there because a hard and fast program is really hard to apply broadly right. to different contexts, different income levels, di- the different states you live in. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just doesn't. So I think that's we kind of like those programs. Like they're easy, but they're not. They're not the most effective. Right. Right. So check it out. The richest man in Babylon. The five laws of gold. Get it wherever books are sold. Yeah. Do you know what inflation is? It's basically when things become more price, but you're still getting the same thing. It's just more price. Also, money, when the dollar is losing its value, it's basically inflation. Yep. There you go. It's good. And you were talking to me earlier about shrinkflation. What's that? <laughs> it's basically when... So, you know, like, you know a bag of chips? Yeah, you know I do. You know how it has like, a little thing that has like... 12 ounces on the bottom. Yep. Mm-hmm. It used to say, like, so, if you took one from, like, 19-something-something, I don't know, it would probably say 20 ounces. Then you look now, it's, like, 18 uh, or, like, 16. Yes. That's, but you're still paying the same price, yes. and you're also getting less chips. That's true, yeah. So G- Gatorade does the same thing with their yeah. bottles. Their yeah. new their new design, quote yeah. unquote, is it's it's if you look at it, it's less ounces than yeah. like yeah. the previous design. Yeah. Um and basically that's what shrinkflation is. That happened at a smoothie place that Ryan and I used to work at. One yes. year they changed the cup design and made it two ounces smaller. Mm-hmm. And but, raised the price. Yes, they did. And, and but the cup essentially looked the exact same size. Yeah, no one ever asked about it or nope. questioned it. Nope. No one noticed it because it's just mm. small enough. Like it, it gets past people. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, the chip bags. Like you're not looking at the ounces. You're like, oh, oh. You're not. You just grab it off the shelf and buy it. Yep. You don't. 
hmm, this has like 20 ounces. Maybe I should though. Now maybe <laughs> yeah, I should. Yeah, now you're now you're going to. <laughs> yeah. Now that's where like the like one of my favorite things to do at the store is I like to look at like the different size bottles of think like ketchup. Okay, yeah. And it's like they'll they'll some of the stores put on it like the price per ounce. Yes. That's like my favorite thing. That's like oh, so I can get 32 ounces of ketchup for like 6 cents an ounce, but I can get 18 ounces of ketchup for 20 cents an ounce. Yeah. I'm getting the big jug. It's the Costco effect. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. But you said something interesting about inflation and the dollar going down. Like what? Oh, wait. Like what is inflation? Yeah. Yes. So most, so most people think of it as the price of things going up because that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But you said something very interesting about the dollar going down. So one of the things that people don't realize with inflation is that, like, we're drinking a cup of coffee right now. Mm -hmm. This cup of coffee essentially hasn't changed in value, but because the dollar has gone down, you need more dollars. So if a house was worth a half million dollars and now it's worth a million dollars, it's really not that the house went up in value. It's just that you need twice as many dollars to buy the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so then... But most people think of it just in terms of, oh, the prices are going up. It's like, no, (laughs) the prices are, the value of things is actually staying relatively same. It's just that your dollar that you use and earn, you just need more of them. Which is why, Rome, when it's time for you to ask for a raise for your $10 a week, you must look at inflation to make sure that you're keeping up with the rate. That I'm still getting, (laughs) I'm basically getting the same money, but I'm, I'm basically getting the same money, but I'm just, I'm just getting more in terms of numbers. Also, it's the same value but more numbers, yeah, yeah. yeah. which is weird um, math. I'm not drinking coffee. I'm oh, drinking yeah. hot cocoa. That's just true. to clarify, yeah, yeah just, just to clarify. Just so you listener aren't worried, he's only drinking hot cocoa. You don't I, even like coffee. I mean, I used to drink it as a baby because mom would put it on a shelf and I would go, I'm going to get it. Yeah, you did try coffee when you were a baby. It was kind of weird, but it happens. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what other questions do you have about money? Or what What does your little nine-year-old mind think about money? You had five questions. I think we only went through three so far. Wait, what were the... In general, just what's up with money? Why does money? That is a, that money. Is, that is the larger question that we are trying to answer with the whole yeah. show. It's weird, isn't it? Money's kind of weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Why do you think we need it? Um, we kind of don't, but it's like <laughs> we kind of we don't like. We need money to survive, but if money didn't exist and they just gave us the food we needed. We would be basically good. You think so? Yeah. They so would just, they would give us food. Who, and who is they? Who is giving us the food? The government. <laughs> <laughs> the go- you the you government. trust the government to provide for all your needs, Rome? I trust them to provide for all the needs of everyone else, but not me because I have high standards. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's amazing. That says it. That says it all. That's a shirt. That's a that's <laughs> oh, a shirt right man. there. Wow. 
I'm going to, I'm going to stitch that into a pillow. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we actually answered all your questions in a roundabout way, but do you have any other questions on your mind about, about money or what's up with it or something that you've learned that you're, you think is interesting about money? Something that's interesting about money is that as if you are a millionaire and mm-hmm. a billionaire mm-hmm. and you earn a large sum of money in like a day or like like if you win the lottery and you win like a million dollars. Yeah, million like uh, a billion or a like billion. a million yeah. billion. You are actually getting half of that because the government takes taxes. What do you What do you think about taxes? I mean, it's good. They just it's good, but tell, like... Tell me a couple reasons why you think taxes are good. They fund the government, and if we didn't have the government, we wouldn't have a lot of things. We wouldn't have policemen, we wouldn't have firemen, we wouldn't have ambulance men. <laughs> and women. Yeah, yes. all of them. And also the government, if we didn't have the government, we wouldn't have the army, and the army is protecting us. And if we didn't, and if we weren't protected, other nations would invade and take control probably and that would be not good yeah so what do you not like about taxes it makes me spend more money for <laughs> <Lego sets. laughs> also if you win the lottery you're literally so oh my god i won a billion dollars in a lottery hey i'm the government i'm taking 500 million dollars you sound just like the government yeah. too yeah hey, that's, that's i'm a the good government impression. that's a good impression of the government yeah. Have you watched any interesting videos about money lately? No. But Have you watched any videos that are not interesting about money? <laughs> no. Um something interesting about money is this podcast. Hey. Hey, thank you. Have you, you liked and reviewed this podcast yet? I do not own the app. Oh, okay. Oh, that's true. Which is sad. Rome, I have a question for you. What? What do you think other kids your age should know about money? That it makes you, s- the taxes thing, I think they should know. And they should also know that um, if you're buying, if you're going to buy something, make sure you have like, so if you have $30, you're buying a $30 thing, you should probably have like $34 ready because of taxes. Because mm-hmm. they take 10%. Okay. And, like rounded like to normal numbers, it's just 10%. But they do weird stuff with point something something. Yeah, yeah. They do do weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think, what do you think uh, adults should teach their kids about money? Is there anything specific? Um, that really something that I think is that um, money is pretty valuable and you need to save up, and I've learned this because if you don't save up and you don't have a stable amount of money, you could find something you really want, but it's like a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you get like, let's say you get ten dollars a week. You're waiting ten weeks yeah. to get that one thing you wanted, and it, even if it's on if it's on sale, and you're like it's a hundred dollars on sale, like, and it's like oh it was two hundred dollars, it's on sale for let's say nine weeks, you just missed your little window to get the thing you want. That's a good lesson. When did you first learn that lesson? 
What was one thing recently that you really wanted to save for? Ooh. Um, so, if you've been keeping up with the Lego game, they, re- <laughs> they released um, a set that was um, a Tim Burns Batman Batmobile and mm-hmm. Batwing. I bought the Batmobile, but the Batwing, I couldn't afford. It was like, it wasn't huge, like the huge ones. It was smaller. And then, so... Little backstory. I got really <laughs> mad and I threw a pig that's soft, but it it broke the window, oh. and then I lost that set, oh. and I wanted it so bad. That's right. That's again goes back to your point of having extra money laying around for when you have things that you need to buy, or when you have an emergency, like you get mad and you throw a yeah. toy pig through a window and yeah. you have to replace it. Your dad's not the yeah. biggest fan of emergency funds, but in this case, case. it might have come I'm in handy. <laughs> yeah, he, he really would have. If I just had um, $100, $160 just laying around, I could have just, boop, done. Boop, yeah. done. Problem over, solved. Yep, yeah. and that probably is one of the best lessons of the of the day, right? yeah. Is there anything that you think adults need to know about money? You, it's valuable, like like it's valuable, and you also need to have stuff laying around because <laughs> things like oh you're oh I need to buy bread for my child, or if you don't have a child, like your friend. And oh, you don't nice. you don't have the money to buy bread. You just you also need money for for paying for like taxes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you're renting a home, you have to pay rent. You have to have all that. And even if you just have enough money to buy the bread, keep the bread. Don't give it to your friend. Keep the bread. You're gonna <laughs> die. You're gonna die if you don't have food. That so is true. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Keep that bread if you if you don't have. We're we all trying to keep that bread. Food. Yeah. That's true. Keep well, that bread. Mr. Yeah. Rome, do you have a penny for your thoughts to end our conversation? Yeah. Any words of wisdom? Um, money is valuable. It's pretty. It's good value, but also you you need it to survive. So have some on like deck so that you can. Buy things. Mm-hmm. It's necessary for and survival. Well, I appreciate that. It was fun having you. Yeah. Did you have a good time? Yeah. Are you a fan of the podcast? Yeah. Do you think people should leave us a review, rate, and subscribe? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Thanks for listening to What's Up with Money. We'll continue our conversation in the next episode. But until then, please subscribe to rate and review the show. Giving a rating or review helps other people find the show, so if you like what you're hearing and you want others to hear it too, please give us a rating, share us on social media, or both. Reviews are also where you can leave us questions. So if you have any financial questions for us, please leave them in the review. We may answer it on the show. We love questions. We'll be back next week to continue our conversation and hopefully get a little bit closer to answering the age-old question, What's What's up up with money? So, real quick, why is About Time your favorite movie? Rum's never seen it. Oh, well, it's directed and, and written by Richard Curtis, who did Notting Hill 
and another uh, one of Rome's class favorites. Yeah, another one of Rome's favorites. He did Love Actually. Okay, you know, those 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 British rom coms. A lot yep. of those British rom coms, and it's just it's a it's a movie about kind of taking life in mm-hmm. and and being very mindful about living each day. Yeah. And I don't want to give away too much of the movie in case no one's seen it, but it's just, it's, it's funny. It's got a lot of heart. And I think it has a really great message at the end. And so, uh, yeah, that's why. Okay. One way to say that you're going to say a spoiler is to just say, um, there's a spoiler head. So there's a spoiler yeah. head. Yeah. But we're not going to give any more spoilers mm. about the movie. Yeah. No. Because but, that's just mean. Yeah. It's true. All right, Rome. It was great having you. Yeah. Come back again soon. I will. Nice. Hi, <laughs> man. I will when I have more questions. So, this round of Doesn't Make Sense. <laughs> we got a good one. <laughs> so, I was truly blown away by this one. We haven't, and I haven't come across a new one to this level. Yeah. Like a lot of them, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is the same stuff we've hit on before. Or like, mm-hmm. it's the same dumb idea of like, but yeah. this one. It gets, it gets bonus points for uniqueness, I will this, say. This one might might take the cake. So let's, let's just. <laughs> let's talk paying no taxes in America. Buy a plane for $700,000. <laughs> put 100000 down. You finance six hundred thousand, but you take the full seven hundred thousand dollars as a tax deduction, which in the forty percent tax bracket saves you two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Even good. with a hundred down, mm-hmm. you're still up hundred eighty grand. You then lease the plane back to a rental company. They rent the plane out. Mm-hmm. You make money every yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You fly for free. Oh yeah. And that's, that's what I you're want. Up hundred eighty grand the first year. There you Zero go. Zero tax. Hundred eighty grand. Fly free. That's a hell of a deal. Boom. You buy a plane. Hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. You buy you you, you buy a plane. You put down a hundred. Yes, because you don't want to pay taxes, so you buy a plane. You buy a plane because the planes are write off, or you don't pay. Yeah. Tax- so yeah. So you buy the plane. You just you've got your hundred grand in your pocket. You go to the plane store and you buy a plane for seven hundred. <laughs> and I don't know. Can you get them? Can you get a prime delivery? I think you might be able to. You okay. might have to build it yourself, though. Okay, so you buy a plane for seven hundred. You put a hundred down, so you write off the entire thing as a business expense. Yep. And so you know that could probably save. Not only will that save you taxes, but in the calculation, he's saying you know that'll save you you know two hundred eighty grand in taxes. So you're up, you know, a hundred eighty day yeah. one, which is awesome. And then what you do with your plane is you go to you know a plane rental company mm-hmm. and you just lease the plane just that you bought up. yeah for you know whatever and so then you're making money on your plane rental <laughs> i can't even i was trying to talk about it in, in a serious sense and i just can't because no. it's so like i don't even like the idea of like hey you have a hundred thousand dollars don't don't that's not for the house you want to buy for your family. Yeah. No, 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 no. You don't want to do that. Buy a plane. You want to buy a plane. Well, Is it for you? No, it's not for you. You're not going to use that plane at all. You're going to rent that plane out. Well, and oddly enough, 
Like, I've encountered someone that has several planes that they rent out. Yeah. Wow. It's not for normal people to do. <laughs> like, like, I don't even know, like, where... where like, do you go to LAX and buy a plane? Or, like... Yeah, uh, I, I don't know where you would buy a plane. You would have to go to a smaller air, airfield. You know, like, there's, like, the Van Nuys Airport yeah. in LA, right? Like, I feel like you'd have to go somewhere there and be like, hey, here is my plane. Would you like to lease it from me? Yeah. Though, I, the problem is, will they? Like, I don't know. Now you're just on the hook for a plane. Well, I don't know how you fly for free. Yeah, that part, like, because it's because it's your plane. But if you don't know how to fly it, you need someone to fly it for you. Yeah, and my guess is you're not buying like a two seater. You want, for seven hundred, you're buying like you're a, buying like a nice like a, like a like a small Gulf Stream or something like you know. Sure. Okay. So, but I still don't like. Don't you have to pay for fuel? You would have to pay for fuel. Definitely, it's expensive. And I don't know that you just go to like you know the shell station and pick up some no when you go to like another you have to go like to another small airport where you yeah go there and they'd fill it up for you so you'd have to like hop hop you know to yeah. place to place so i mean i guess in theory it could work look in theory yes <laughs> in theory of course it works but practically though reasonably are you really gonna do that no no like, I don't think buying planes is in the realm of possibility for most people. No. Yeah. Most people don't even make a hundred grand a year, let alone. He, he, he talked about it like it's some secret hack that he just discovered. Yeah. That, you know, like everybody should be doing everyone. Listen, just put a hundred down and then also take out a loan for the remaining 600 grand. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, easy. The bank will for sure just give me that loan. No big deal. Yeah. Like, cause I think that's what you do. You just go into your local bank and say, so I'm looking at buying a plane. <laughs> and can you finance that can for me? Can you finance that for me? Yeah. And then I, I was just so happy when I, when I came across this one, cause like it was so different and so out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I gotta I give him like, props. This is great. This yeah. is great. It's so unique and it's, and it's absurdity. <laughs> well, I, I was, you know, scrolling my finance videos and was like, oh, a way to not pay taxes. I'm curious what this is. And then mm -hmm. it's like, buy a plane. Like, all right, cool. Okay, there we go. All right. That's the secret. So again, it doesn't make sense, but, you know, if you want to, here's a way. We should go in together and buy a plane. You want to? I think we should. A what's up with money plane? <laughs> yeah. It'll have our, our, our faces across it just shrugging like what's up i don't know uh, what's up with money what's up with money we got a plane do you yeah exactly so maybe maybe next season maybe next <laughs> yeah it just doesn't make sense nope not at all all right give it to us who's yourself right yes okay, <laughs> okay. This is good. He's got to get in the zone. <laughs> I got to remember, like, this many things. This many beats, many lyrics. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Look. <laughs> 
it. It's bad. One shot. And one opportunity. To seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. When you capture it. Let slip, yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. He's vomiting on sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd grows so loud. He opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking now, everybody's choking now. The clocks run out. Time's up, over block, snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity, oh, there goes gravity. Choke, he's so mad, but he won't give up that if he knows. He won't have it, he knows. He's on back to these ropes, it don't matter, he's dope. He knows that, but he's dope. He's so sad, but he knows when he goes back to his mobile home. That's when he's back to the lab again, yo. This old rap said he better go clutch this moment and hope it don't pass on yourself in the music. The moment you own it, you better never let it go, go. You only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better lose yourself in the music The moment you own it, you better never let it go but You only get one shot, do not miss your chance to blow This opportunity comes once in a lifetime You better souls escaping through this hole that is gaping This world is mine for the taking, make me king As we move toward a new world order